Pastor Chris's podcast. The world we live in is breathtaking and complex. The artistic genius of it points to something, someone higher, greater, more wonderful than we can even imagine. Who is this creator who set the world in motion? What does the story of creation in Genesis tell us about the creator's character? And what does it tell us about ourselves? Long before science existed, people were already asking questions about how the world began. We want to know where do we come from? We want to know who made us. We want to know why are we here? Genesis was written to speak to the mysterious longings within our heart to know the truth about God. The creation story reveals the character of God and the life he offers us. If you want to know God and why we are here, you can find out by studying the story of creation in Genesis. Genesis 1, verses 6 through 8. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. On the second day, God created the sky. At the time Genesis was written, People observed the world around them, and they tried to understand. They looked up at the blue sky above them, and it reminded them of the vast ocean of water. Yet they could clearly see that the air above them was invisible. They could see through it. So it seemed that there was an empty space between the blue waters of, above them and the land on which we stand here on earth. How would you describe the sky? if you've never been told a scientific description of it. Suppose you had no way of going up into the sky or to go out into outer space and to look around and to measure what you found. How would you explain the mysterious existence of an earth below and a blue sky above? Children are inquisitive. They want to understand the world around them. Even before their minds are capable of grasping it, they want to understand. And parents often struggle how to answer their questions. One day, a five-year-old asked his father, Is this stick alive? No, the father said, the stick isn't alive. But the child replied that it came from a tree. Is a tree alive? Yes, a tree is alive. Then why isn't the stick alive? The boy asked. You can imagine questions that you might have had like this with your own children or grandchildren or nieces and nephews. How would you answer a child's question in a way that they can understand? As parents, as adults, we struggle to answer our children's questions. Even more challenging though, how would you explain the same thing to a dog or a cat? 
how difficult it must be for an infinite, intelligent creator God to explain the intricate details of his creation to people whose thinking is so limited. And this was even more true thousands of years ago when Genesis was written. So God used words that made sense to ancient people. He describes the sky uh, or the atmosphere as a space between the waters of the sky and the earth below. The Hebrew word is translated as firmament in the King James Version. This gives the impression that the sky is firm to hold up the blue expanse that we see above us. God named the sky Shemayim, which means heaven. The word means lofty. It is the home of God. God beckons us to reach for higher ideals. God created within each of us a desire to reach for something that is higher. We could not even imagine God if it were not so. We're not just thinking only of our own immediate presence and surroundings. We're thinking of things that are greater and higher, and we're always pushing ourselves. One cannot help but look up into the sky and wonder about it. We lay in the grass on a pretty summer day, and we stare up at the mysterious clouds above. What are they made of? What do they feel like? They look like giant cotton balls floating in the sky. Sometimes we can imagine that they might take the shape of an animal or some other object that we are familiar with. But what are they? It was not until 1903 that man successfully built an airplane that soared through the sky. However, people have watched birds soaring among the clouds since the very beginning. And we have longed to be up there with them. It took thousands of years of longing, stretching, reaching before humanity was able to achieve our dream of flight. If we never had the ambition to fly through the magnificent sky, we would have never achieved flight. We don't just long for higher altitudes. God created us to yearn for higher ideals. If we were just another one of the animals, we might only care about the basics that all animals need. Food, water, shelter, reproduction. Yet the human spirit longs for ideals that are higher than these. We value things like faith and hope and love. Our greatest joys in life come when we realize these. And our greatest sorrows come when they are missing. Faith and hope are two higher ideals God gives us. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Having faith gives you a distinct advantage. If Orville and Wilbur Wright never had faith that flight was possible, They never would have risked the dangers of flight or the ridicules of those who did not believe it was possible. The greater rewards in life are rarely in plain sight. Faith enables you to push yourself beyond the limits of what is immediately visible. Faith also empowers you to trust others. 
Trust is the bond that enables people to work together as a husband and a wife, as a parent and a child, or as a church full of people who can count on each other. Without trust, we must do everything on our own power, which is very limited. But when we can trust others, we can work together as a group and we can accomplish so much more when we are all together. Any one individual person is very weak and very frail and very limited. But a group of people working in unison with a uniting vision can do amazing things. Ultimately, faith allows us to trust the Creator. Just because a person believes God created the world does not ensure that they trust God. Many people do not trust God. We see this same mistrust played out in many religions throughout history where sacrifices were made to appease the gods. Such religious practices reveal a deep mistrust of divine power within the human heart. Yet God turns this whole religious practice of sacrifice upside down through Jesus Christ. Instead of people making a sacrifice to God, God in Christ sacrifices himself for us. And so God has done everything possible to show he is trustworthy. Now it is our choice whether we will take hold of the higher ideals of faith and hope. Do you trust God? Do you have faith in him? Do you have hope? Love is the highest ideal for which God beckons us to reach. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 13 says, Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. We were created for love. There are 21 definitions for the word love on dictionary.com. However, the Greek word 1 Corinthians 13 uses is agape, which is self-giving love expressed freely without calculation of cost or gain to the giver or merit on the part of the receiver. The clearest demonstration of love is found in the life of Jesus Christ. By all accounts, Jesus was an extraordinary man, a man who can heal the blind and who can walk on water, could have used his power to gain anything he wanted, power, wealth, prestige. But Jesus didn't seek those things. Jesus refused to seek anything for himself. Instead, he gave up even the basic things that most people desire and feel that they are entitled to. Things like making a living, being independent, having a wife and children. Jesus gave up all of these things and he dedicated his life to helping others. We've seen a few exceptional people like Mother Teresa who lived a life of sacrificial love. But Jesus went even further. Jesus showed us the greatest love when he laid down his life for the world. Jesus didn't just die for his friends. He sacrificed his life for people he'd never met. People like you and me. He died for people that most people would overlook 
the outcasts, the forgotten, the neglected, the powerless, the voiceless. He died for people most might find despicable. Jesus even died for those who drove the nails through his hands and his feet and hung him on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Luke 23, 34. When Jesus died on the cross, he demonstrated the highest form of love. We admire his self-sacrificing love because somehow it speaks to our hearts. We know it is good. We know it is right. It, it awakens a longing within us to reach for this kind of higher love, even when it seems out of reach. However, just as ancient people must have once thought that flying like the birds was completely impossible, today many people might feel that loving like Jesus is impossible for human beings. And the truth is, we can love like Jesus. With man, it is impossible, but all things are possible with God. And when we have our faith placed firmly in Christ, He sends His Holy Spirit to live inside us and enables us to love people just like He does. And so God beckons us to reach, to stretch, to grow toward love so that we can love like Jesus loved us. We've placed cotton balls all along the prayer rail at the front of the sanctuary. The cotton balls remind us of the fluffy white clouds that float high above us in God's beautiful sky. Just as we look up often and we see these clouds, I want to challenge you to reach for the higher virtues in life. Reach for faith, for hope, for love. And I want to invite you to come forward in the sanctuary to stand or to kneel at the prayer rail. Ask God to increase your faith, your hope, and your love. After you pray, we invite you to take a cotton ball home with you to remind you to always keep reaching for the highest ideals in, in life. And every time you look up into the sky God created, let your thoughts soar to your Father in heaven and let him lift your spirit and lift your ability to love him, to love yourself, and to love everyone in God's beautiful creation.